Welcome to the Legends of Lanamora podcast. I'm your dungeon master, Nathan. With me today, I have me. It's just me. Um, yeah, we have been going on this grand adventure for a long time now, and it's been a long time since we've kind of set the stage again about where the party is and what the party's doing. Uh, however, I thought it was time that we take a, a step back, take a breather. We know that the party now, Scar, Saf, and Drew, are going to be taking the Amethyst Wish now to the city of Ironmaw on tour. Now, one thing that we know from a... I think we uh, released these bonus episodes probably a month and a half or so ago. Um, we uh, Basically, we've been to Ironmaw before, um, informally, in the adventure The Mystery of the Torn Terror, in which I got to flesh out some of the look and feel of Tor in this city. We did a little bit of the wilderness there uh, as a one-shot. It was a little bit of fun, and I wanted to flesh that out a little bit more, but I didn't want to bog down my players with all of that uh, information. I didn't want them to be learning at the same time that you did. So this is going to be my player's homework is to listen to this episode about the world building I'm about to do about the city of Iron Maw. So without further ado, strap in uh, and we're going to do a little bit of world building. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. I hope that you all enjoy this. Uh, this is going to be a lot of information. Well, we'll see how much information it is. I haven't timed this, but I've got my audacity file up and we're going to see how long this takes together. You and I and Nova, who's editing this. Thank you, Nova. So the city of Iron Maw itself, uh, it sits in a unique place on tour. It's at the corner of three of the continent's primary biomes, the desert uh, in the central of Tor, uh, the mountains, which pretty much take up all of Western Tor, and the forest to the east. Uh, the region is on the south-central coast of Tor, and it offers travelers, adventurers, and researchers a good jumping-off point for many journeys into the wilderness of Tor itself. So there are two main roads out of Iron Maw, one to the northeast towards the Sea of Wind, which is the aforementioned desert, and one to the southwest towards the southern foothills of the Torn Mountains and the uh, town of Helmsfirth, which we'll get to later. Um, so the government of Ironmaw itself is a loose, loose structure compared to the bureaucratic representative democracy that is Alari's uh, government. And though Ironmaw is the largest city on Tor, most of the population is transient, and they either move to other locations on Tor or back to Alari when they just can't handle the pressure of the wilderness that is Torin living. It's very oppressive, and it. I hope that I can show that when we're actually playing the game, but it's uh, not oppressive in a way that you're always under someone's boot, but it, it's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of survival instincts going on. So yeah, uh, much of the population itself is transient. Um, so as such, uh, the government can be best described as a plutocracy. Um, so the wealthy members of the static organizations in the city decide the rules, and they are always going to do their best to keep the money in Iron Maw. So Iron Maw's kind of wealthy, kind of corrupt, kind of just uncomfortable, um, especially compared to 
Alari and everything that we've been going through so far, where everything is a little more welcoming. So there's there's always a place to stay, and it's not hard to find those that will help you, essentially. Uh, in Iron Maw, it's very much every man for himself or woman for himself. So Iron Maw has a lot of natural defenses. So there's Iron Maw Bay to the south, and the Torren Spines, uh, the name of the mountain range is the Spines, to the northwest. Um, the city limits themselves are circled by a 50-foot-high polished stone wall, and that's to keep out any errant climbing beasts away from the city residents. There are watchtowers that are dotted along the wall at strategic points. However, those are only manned when there's coin to pay the mercenaries needed to keep watch. Um, there are no mantles in Iron Maw. The mantles are only a construct in Alari. So you might see a mantle here and there, maybe doing an investigation or maybe one of the Patinad, who we haven't seen yet. They are the copper mantles of the Barony of Talaria, but we can talk about that if and when that comes up. So that's the city itself and kind of the general vibe of the city. So surrounding Iron Maw, immediately there's Iron Maw Bay. No one remembers which came first, the bay or the city, but the shape of the bay coupled with the spines to the northwest make for a naturally defensible location for the city, which I've just talked about. But the ship traffic in the bay itself is quieter than the mirror sea which is the sea between Alari and Tor. Um, however, the, the bay itself is still well-trafficked. Um, so pirates and ne'er-do-wells from the barony sometimes find themselves in the coves that are dotted along the coast of Iron Maw Bay in order to evade mantle patrols or you know other criminals who might be chasing them. So that's, that's the bay. Then we have the Torren Spines, which are to the northwest and immediately to the west of... Iron Maw. Uh, the largest of these southern spines is called Virirons Spine, and frost giants largely inhabit this section of the southern Torren Spines. They have a, a tight-knit society around the largest spine, Virirons Spine, and it's 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 a lot. We we touched on that a little bit in the Mystery of the Torn Terror episode with the the frost giants themselves. Uh, in t a lot of typical D and D games, frost giants don't do societies like that. They're kind of more solitary. But in this case, they don't, and there are a lot of them up there. So can so that's to the northwest of Iron Maw is Verirons Spine with the Frost Giant Society. As we move south along the to the west of the city of Iron Maw, they're the southern foothills of the Torrent Spines, and they may be smaller than the Grand Mountains that make up the bulk of the spines. Uh, however, they are just as formidable and dangerous as the remainder of the mountains. Uh, so without the cover of snow, they are shorter mountains, they are foothills, there's no snow. Uh, much of the wildlife has turned to camouflage to stalk their prey. Dangerous, scary. The foothills themselves, though, are a lucrative place to hunt for daring rangers of Lanamora. Um, it's said that if you can make it through three seasons of hunting in the southern foothills, then you could make it a lifetime. So it's a lot of information there. We can get into that as the, the, the party sees fit. If they want to be daring rangers of Lanamora, then they can sure try. So those are the Torn Spines. To the north and northeast, we have the Sea of Wind, which is the largest desert in Lanamora. Um, and Iron Moss sits on the southern end of that. So it's an unforgiving wilderness. That's kind of the whole vibe of Tor. Just Tor, quote-unquote, unforgiving wilderness. The Sea of Wind is often considered the most dangerous and least explored region in all of Lanamora. 
And part of that is because of the sandstorms that tear through the forest at a constant rate. Uh, They're the largest force to contend with uh, in the Sea of Wind. However, it's also home to myriad creatures that are also trying to survive in the Torrin wilderness. And some of those creatures are, will do whatever they can to survive. So it can be dangerous for anyone who's unprepared going into the desert. There is one big draw to the desert, however. It is the ruins of Don Keldar. Uh, These ruins are somewhat anomalous, Uh, So it's a dwarven settlement. It's anomalous because they're found in a vast desert. There's, you know, nothing, no indication of rich mineral veins or other valuable materials. So there's wild speculation about what the purpose of this ancient dwarven city was so far away from, you know, the the torn spines, which are mineral rich. And there's just so much more wealth in the torn spines than there is in the desert. Why would you build this settlement here? Who knows? Who's to say? Um... So, but because of that, there are a lot of expeditions for people trying to figure out what Don Keldar was. And the expeditions are usually short-lived because the city is buried fairly regularly by the aforementioned sandstorms. There are seemingly endless entrances into the labyrinthine ruins that is Don Keldar. Uh, And so they are the entrance are constantly being uncovered and then covered back up. So any expedition that goes into Don Keldar is racing against the clock to get in and get out before the next storm buries their entry point and they're locked away forever in the ruins. So that's exciting. But to peek behind the DM screen here a little bit, I had written up some stuff on Don Keldar for the mystery of the Torn Terror. That was one of the places uh, they could have gone in the one shot. And I was really excited to get into it, but that isn't where they went. And so I'm just going to have to sit on that knowledge. So we'll see. So to round out the three large biomes of Tor, we've talked about the mountains, the desert, and now the verdant cradle, which is the forest that sprawls across pretty much all of the eastern part of the Torn continent. Um, it is the closest forest to Iron Maw. As we'd mentioned, Iron Maw kind of sits in this unique spot where you can get to any one of these three places. Uh, so the Southern Wood is the closest point of the Verdant Cradle to Iron Maw. It's far enough away that the dangers of the forest don't pose much of a threat to Iron Maw. However, the Mercenary Guild, which is one of the organizations of Iron Maw, does have to send out some of their members to hunt the beasts and other creatures that come down on the village nearby of Little Ivywood. So I've I've mentioned a few towns now, so I can round this out a little bit. There are four towns that are considered, you know, nearby to Ironmaw, and those are Helmsfirth, which I've mentioned. Uh, So it's a small hamlet to the south of Ironmaw. It sits on Ironmaw Bay and at the very tail end of the foothills of the Torn Spines. People who live here live a pretty quiet life with the city of Ironmaw itself. Having such pressure on the residents, Helmsforth is a nice, nice, quote-unquote, destination on tour away from all of that pressure of Iron Maw itself. So I've also talked about Little Ivywood. It's a small village on the edge of the southern wood, so it's out to the east of Iron Maw, uh, along the northern coast of the Iron Maw Bay. And following the southern coast of Tor itself, you would get to Little Ivywood, which is very close to the Southern Wood. Uh, it's a little more than a way stop for adventurers to head into the forest of the Verdant Cradle. Not a whole lot of people there. It, it takes a specific type of person to live that close to such a dangerous place that is the Southern Wood. 
the between Little Ivywood and Iron Maw is another town along the coast um, called Swinford. It's the closest settlement to Tor, uh, or it's the closest settlement on Tor to the barony of Talaria, uh, which is the easternmost borough of Alari. And so, as such, Swinford is a pretty popular place to offload stolen goods to get them away from the mantles quickly. So if you thought Iron Maw was corrupt and kind of scummy, Swinford is much more corrupt and scummy. Uh, and they sit right on the, the southern edge, right at the mouth of Iron Maw Bay. The fourth settlement that's close to Iron Maw is kind of far away. It's the farthest of these four. So Iron Maw is on the eastern side of the Torn Spines. So the Torn Spines run uh, north to south along the western coast of Tor. So on the east side is Iron Maw. So almost on the immediate other side of the Torn Spines from Iron Maw is an elven city called Selsanthalas. Uh, and this city is part nature preserve, part vacation spot. Uh, the city relies heavily on tourism from the elites of Alari to come and see the beasts in the wilderness of Tor in a fun and mostly safe setting. So uh, for those of you who are playing at home, uh, Selsanthalas, if you've listened to the prequel campaign, uh, which you can find up on novistudio.io in our digital download section, we I gave the party a choice between two cities uh, on tour to visit, and one was Don Muldur, which is the one that they chose, and the other was Salsanthalas. So just a little bit of fun trivia there for you. Uh, they did not go there, so we didn't get to explore that much, but it is over there, uh, very close to Iron Maw, just on the other side of the Torrent Spines, which could be a dangerous way to go. So that is kind of the lay of the land, so to speak, of this south central region of Tor, uh, kind of centered around Iron Maw, the city of Iron Maw. So in, in Iron Maw itself, there are a few organizations, you know, they form the plutocracy, the loose plutocracy of the city of Iron Maw. So we have the, the Mercenary Guild which I've mentioned a few times. They're an old, old organization of swords and bounty hunters. Uh, they take whatever job they please, and they also act as the unofficial protectors of Iron Maw. Obviously, in order to protect the, the city, they need to be paid, uh, and they will expect payment up front. Otherwise, they will, well, just pay the mercenaries, and they'll make sure that you're taken care of. Uh, next is the Conjurer's Alliance, which is a loose alliance of mages, wizards, uh, magic users of all types that uh, use Iron Maw kind of a, a base of operations to do some of the more unethical things with magic that you would that you would expect not to see in Alari. So if, if your form of magic is something that you wouldn't expect to see on Alari, looking at you, Drew, some necromancy or something like that, you know, necro necromancers aren't real, right? But you would probably find yourself uh, in good company in the Conjurer's Alliance. So, you know, magic to harm and not to heal, you know, large-scale bio-warfare, that type of thing. Those type of mages and wizards. So that'll be an interesting crew if they ever run into them. There's also the Bez, which they're a group of just petty thieves and corrupt business owners. It's The name of the organization is the Bez. Uh, their symbol is an antler which they use to mark safe houses and potential targets. So they just use, you know, 
in their version of Thieves' Cant, in Torin Thieves' Cant, we'll call it. You know, they they use that antler to make the um, make the call to other thieves in the organization that somewhere is a good place to hit. You know, some place is a safe house. This is, you know, don't come here. All of that. So those are the three main organizations of Iron Maw. And they each kind of have a hand in the plutocracy. There's the Mercenary Guild, the Conjurer's Alliance, you know, the head conjurer, and then the leader of the Bez, who is a merchant um, <clears throat> and totally doesn't work with the Bez. Uh, but anyway, those are the big three organizations. Uh, in addition to that, there are druids. Druids can be found regularly in Iron Maw. The druids from the Circle of All tend to congregate here for the diversity in locale and climates um as part of the world building that i did in a previous episode you know the druids uh, like asla came here to iron mall probably to see a lioness in the desert and that was where she got her lioness form because all druids need to see the creatures that they can wild shape into so druids find themselves here a lot going down to the foothills up to the spines into the desert into the forest what have you Another group that consistently finds themselves here is the artificers uh, to take part in or fund expeditions to the Torn Caverns, which there are entrances to in the spines, or to the ruins of Don Keldar. And they go there to look for, you know, ancient knowledge, uh, just like how Saf found those Scrivener's orbs. There are similar discoveries that can be made in the ruins of Don Keldar and the Torn Caverns themselves. So that is what the party can expect to find themselves in, kind of the the general vibe and feeling of Iron Maw itself. Who are the people around there? What is important about this place? It's a jumping off point for a lot of different people on Tor itself. Um, another important thing to note is that while it's not in the immediate vicinity of Iron Maw, um, the Barony of Talaria is the closest borough of Alari to Iron Maw. And so that does color some of the interactions that Iron Maw has with Alari. But Iron Maw is completely separate from Alari. It's its own entity and is not beholden to the rules, laws, and everything of Alari. So the mantles have no power here. Um... You know, the lore keepers don't have any power here, though they would travel here at times, just like the druids do, just like the artificers do. Um, But they have definitely reduced pull here on Tor, just like the Torin wilderness is untamed and unhinged. So, too, is the civilian life. It's more untamed. It's more unhinged. It's more Wild West than Alari is. And that's an important distinction between Alari and Tor. So as we're coming to Tor as well, we've been doing a lot of role-playing RP sessions in Alari itself, which has been uh, a lot of fun. And I feel, feel like it's been, you know, moving the story forward. And so as we come here to Tor and things are wilder and things are stranger than what we've been used to for the last few years telling the story of the legends of Lanamora. It's going to be a little different here on tour. And I hope that that is fun for everyone to kind of see this different side of the world of Lanamora itself. And I hope that it's fun for my players as well. I'm really excited to get into it. You know, we talk about the difference between the city continent of Alari and the wild continent of Tor over and over again, but we haven't really gotten to explore that. And so now we get to do that. And I am glad that you are along for this journey as well. So 
to my players, I'm hoping that you are listening to this. And good luck. I will I will see you in, in the next episode. Um, to the, the listeners, thank you so much for listening to this world-building episode. Uh, I know this is a shorter episode than normal. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and listen to this. And to me, hey, great job. If you want to reach out to me on social media, you can find me at underscore squid toaster. Don't forget to check out the uh, podcast itself. Either we are at Lanamora pod and we are a part of Novi Studios. So follow us there as well at Novi underscore studio. Um, we are very excited about a lot of new projects coming out here in 2022. Uh, so definitely make sure to check at Novi underscore studio to see all of the new stuff that we have coming up in this new year. Thank you so much for, for, for tuning in. I hope that you, you enjoyed this and I hope that you got something out of this. Tune in next week when our party finally gets to tour and we will uh, take it from there. Until then, don't forget to be a legend. Let's be legends. Legends.